You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fam Podcast number 420. And uh, I, bet, I bet most people listening would not have recognized that music. This from a Christmas movie, David Cohen. One of the biggest. One Christmas of the biggest movies. movies of all time, yeah. yeah. Um, the music is actually written by John Williams. And this movie is either loved or hated by people. It is a very divisive movie. When, I wasn't aware that anybody hated it. Oh yes, oh yeah. There's yeah. there's a huge backlash against this movie. Uh, so that is the theme music from Home Alone. Now I cut out the first ten seconds because if you hear the first ten seconds, you know immediately what it is. But once it gets past that first ten seconds, I've always thought it sounded like. Well, not always. Just recently, actually, I've always thought it sounded like Harry Potter. It does have that kind of um, supernatural element to it, the music. Well, it shouldn't be surprising. I mean, John Williams wrote both the Harry Potter music yeah. and Home Alone. So, I mean, if you're going to borrow from somebody, I, I guess it's not bad to borrow from yourself. Yeah. Um, but you said something that I liked. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the theory. I love this theory. Um this is the theory that the Home Alone film makes much more sense if Kevin is a ghost. <laughs> and if you think about it, I mean, initially you think, well, you know, it's fairly straightforward. He gets left home alone. But if you think about the action of the movie, his his family detest him. Yes. Every, yeah. Everybody just treats him like crap. The dogs, exactly, the kids. Yeah. Right. Uh, they can't, they, you know, they, they detest him so much they don't notice when they leave without him. Yeah. And then... If you think about actually what he does, the uh, you know basically it descends into cartoon violence. Yes, uh, uh, you know for the for the well, really the third final the final act of the movie is cartoon violence, and the violence is so extreme that nobody should be able to survive that. And yet those guys who who do who are trying to break in do, you know, and they get their comeuppance in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about it, if, if he's a ghost uh, or like a poltergeist who's haunting the family, yeah, that's why they can't wait to get away from him. And then they feel bad about when they've left him behind because he's the ghost of their little kid. Um, and it also means that everything that he does makes more sense because he, he effectively is a supernatural being. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, do you ever watch the, uh, the YouTube show? Uh, the one I watch, I can't think of who does it now. I've subscribed to their channel, but it's a VFX artist react to, and they, I have seen it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they react to both good and bad CGI and they actually go in and explain how the good ones are done and why the bad ones are so bad. And yeah. occasionally, because these guys, that's what they do. That they're, they're VFX artists, special effects artists. Um, they go in and they fix these scenes for them. Right. Not, they don't do that a whole lot. But they've done enough of them where, um, like, you know, the rock and the Scorpion King, how badly done the CGI is when he comes yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, it's so bad. They actually cleaned that up a little bit. It did look better, but it still looks bad. Uh, but they did Home Alone where w- what these injuries would really look like. And uh-huh. it's just brutal. I mean, it's so funny. Yeah, and for for anybody who's not intimately familiar with the movie, I mean, some of the things are, you know, one of them gets blowtorched to the head. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy, he basically falls down the stairs about five or six times. He's hit by a man with a crowbar. He and steps on the nail and it goes... Steps on nails, yeah. Um, there's the burns. Um, they're able to take can, paint, cans of paint to the face. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he get hit um, by a hammer? Yep. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's yeah. It is. It is. Um, and and you know they they limp a bit, but effectively they're um, they're fine. They're still up and running. And Kevin himself appears to be able to move around the house at will. This the part of the theory is that um, if you're familiar with the movie, he doesn't like the either the attic or the basement. And uh, there's a suggestion that that is because he he's a 
he well he, because he's a go he's a ghost he's he's unwilling to face the idea of moving on to the next phase so he doesn't want to go up and he doesn't want to go down <laughs> you know yeah yeah um john hughes did home alone and he didn't direct it though he just wrote it yeah but john hughes has almost a a cult-like following at this point his 90s teens movies or 80s teen movies i should say um, are classics, especially for our generation. And this doesn't fit in with the other movies he did. But I think it kind of does. I mean, he's done great movies. But yeah. we're talking about this because on the last episode I asked, what is your favorite holiday movies? Now, I didn't say Christmas movies. It could be any holiday. But I think most people took that to mean probably you know, Christmas movies. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to see what some of these lists are, and I posted this on Facebook, and I got a ton of response. So we're going to go through this, and we also have, um, I guess you say special announcement. Mm-hmm. Is that how you'd put it? I'd say it's special. Yeah. It's special as well. So special. Do you want to get guess. into that now, or do you want to hold that to the end? No, let's leave it to the end. All right. Keep, keep them hanging. So... So we're, uh, is there really anything going on in the tech world right now? I mean, it's kind of a dead time because anything that was going to be, you know, the big Christmas present type of thing, holiday era, era, it's already been released. We've probably already talked about it. Um, and honestly, looking at a lot of these lists, I know I, I picked on Amazon last week with their top 50 list and it was kind of a joke because it was almost everything was Amazon products. Um, I, I haven't really heard a lot of people discussing some tech item that they absolutely want to get outside of, and I've heard this quite a bit, the 16-inch MacBook Pro. I've heard a lot of people on social yeah. media saying they want that machine. It doesn't surprise me because effectively it addresses, it's the end of, of what has been a dark period in Mac laptops to design. I got a chance to play with one the other day, um, and it, it's, it's kind of weird because unless you knew or unless you have it next to a regular butterfly keyboard machine, you just wouldn't notice because most people expect to be able to type on a, a keyboard and a laptop and it feels perfectly normal. And this new one feels perfectly normal, whereas the other ones did not. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it, it's not actually, apart from that, and obviously they've changed the internals, a slightly bigger screen, it's actually not that much of a change from the, the previous machine. I suspect that this is actually a holding machine. Um, and some point next year we're going to get a redesign of all of the laptops into a new case style featuring these new keyboards. Um, well, you know, we've but, been saying that for many, many years, but we've had this yeah. essentially the same design for, geez, man, as long as tech fans been on the air for 10 years. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, all of the unibody machines we have now are kind of based on an extension of the original, uh, sorry, the second gen MacBook air. And, um, yeah, they've, they've all been pretty much the same since then. Yeah. You know, they're just gradually uh kind of kind of like a tree losing leaves. They've gradually lost ports as they've gotten older. <laughs> <laughs> and got thinner. Mm. Um Yeah, it's I don't know. Do you think it's t- can can any company and if anybody can I would assume it's probably Apple, can you really come out with a new laptop? Or do you think it's time now for Apple to start looking at a dual screen type of laptop that's both the Mac OS and an iPad all in one. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't... It, it, dual screens are, are... Having had devices that have dual screens or kind of an equivalent of a dual screen, kind of a flat glass um, keyboard area as well as a um, as a screen, you know what, those are very much an acquired taste. Um, I, I think the problem is is that laptops generally are, you know, it have been refined to the point that they kind of do everything they need to do. It's it's very difficult to innovate. And let's face it, the in, apart from if we if we put the keyboard, the butterfly keyboard aside as a kind of a a mad experiment, you know, but the other innovations that Apple's tried to bring to the laptops have not been successful. The touch bar, touch um, bar is not universally loved. No. I don't know you anybody know. who even talks about it anymore. They did when it yeah. first came out, but then it was yeah. just a, meh, people didn't seem to you care. Know. I like the concept. I mean, it looks really cool. 
I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've never owned one. I've used one maybe a couple times in an Apple store, but that's it. Yeah. And it didn't jump out as me as particularly more useful than just the standard function keys up there. Uh, and the, the difficulty Apple faces is that there is innovation in the laptop space. It's just not being done by Apple. You know, you look at um, Microsoft are, are doing some good things with the uh, with the Surface line. Uh, Surface laptop is a very fine MacBook competitor. Um, you've got the Surface Surface Book they do, which is kind of you know a variation on the tablet as laptop type thing. Everyone I've ever seen who uses a Surface Book uses it as a laptop. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anybody take the screen off the thing. But you know what? A lot of people like them as laptops. Well, you know, um, I, the announcement that Microsoft just had a couple months ago with the new services coming out, I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit more excited about that than anything I've seen from Apple in quite a while. Yeah, but, the, you know, there is time yet for those devices. Um, we, but at least they're showing something. They're doing At least something. they're showing them, yeah. But the, the problem is, is when, you, when you're showing something a year out, things can change. They can either not come out or they can come out different to what was originally shown. So yeah, I, I think, we love vaporware you know. so much. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's uh, a whole thing got... with, with Atari and vaporware right now. You know, the company that owns the Atari brand uh, is coming out with a new gaming cycle or cycle. Well, uh, allegedly. well, they keep posting pictures and updates, but it was supposed to come out by now. And it looks just more like a, not an Android, but a uh, a Linux box. Yeah, with a bunch of emulations in it, and it, you know, either people online in some of the uh, video game groups that I'm in, are either can't wait to, for it to come out, or of the opinion that it's never going to come out. Yeah, the problem, you know, you and I are both well on record as being big fans of retro gaming uh, and of emulation and retro gaming. The difficulty for anybody coming into that market is that um, there are so many options out there. And yeah, everything that of, this thing's going to do, I can do right now. Yeah, on exactly. PC or a Raspberry Pi. Exactly. And most of those options are, yeah, are pretty good. But by so, the same token, these little mini game systems, uh, the Nintendo ones, the Sony didn't it hasn't sold very well and they've already cut the price into a third of what it was a little ps1 yeah. classic uh but the nintendo ones the sega ones they've been selling extremely well and they seem to be universally liked in fact the 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 sega one that just came out maybe six months ago mm -hmm. some people are saying that's the best one that's out there right now it's better than yeah. even the nintendo ones so i think that there is a market for nostalgia type of video games. Not everybody is going to go out there and build their own system, roll their own video game platform like you and I are want to do. So I think yep. there is a market for that. And you can't deny that Tari has that, that brand, even if it's not really Atari. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, long, I know it's, it's the, the fashion now, if you want to take looking at Kickstarter and that sort of thing to, kind of publish your failures as you go through the development cycle but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but but this kind of this bearing in mind it's coming from a, a company whose name is normally recognized as being able to do something mm -hmm. this kind of looks like the work of guys who have no idea what they're up to <laughs> it, it, it's it looks like a council from a marketing company yeah not someone that knows how to actually build video game systems uh and this is this is the I mean, the, we're talking about two extremes here. Going back to the laptops, you've got companies like Microsoft and then in gaming, people like Atari who basically telegraph way ahead of time what they're going to do, uh, and then it may or may not come out. And then you've got, on the flip side, you've got Apple who won't tell anybody anything until it's ready to be launched in a keynote. You know, mm. um, it's, it's, it's an odd thing, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure which, well, I'm not sure I prefer either of them to be a, to be honest, but um, the other thing is, wasn't Apple meant to have launched the Mac Pro by now? I thought so. <laughs> I mean, yet, they came. Uh, it was last February that or something like that, wasn't it? Whatever. Uh, well, WWDC I think it was, was WWDC, but it was meant to be before the end of the year, and there's only a couple of weeks left of that. Yeah. Or did um, they say the third, uh, fourth quarter? Because fourth quarter goes into the new year. Uh, well, maybe I'm not sure. I think that's what they said. Um, 
But yeah, it's supposed to be here by now. They had all this. Well, there you go. It's it's the same thing that Microsoft did. They announced it ahead of time, and then everybody waits. Is it changing? It, what's what's going on with it? There's been no update as far as I'm I've heard. No. So uh, I I yeah. don't know. It'll probably slip out December twenty fourth, something like that. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. I I don't think we're going to see it until. I think we're going to get an announcement that it's been pushed back. I think that's yeah. going to happen, yeah. Yeah, I think the tariffs are hurting because even though it's being built in the U.S., uh, they're importing a lot of the internals, and that's where the import tax is on. Well, I thought I thought they had exceptions. I mean, no, why, they've asked for exceptions, did, but they didn't yeah. get them. Yeah, but they basically they did that really embarrassing dog and pony show with the president a couple of weeks ago where they basically just let him lie about everything, you know, in his way where he doesn't tell the truth. Right. And he they said, just well, sat- we just opened this fa- Apple factory. Well, A, yeah. it's been open for a while, a couple of years um, now. Uh, well, B, it, 2013. Even, yeah, and it's, it's not, not, not even Apple's factory. Yeah, and, and they just sat there and sucked, you know, Tim Cook just sat there and sucked it up, presumably because he wants his tariff exemptions, and yet if you say he's not getting them, then, you know, why play the game? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really disappointed that Tim Cook would stand on stage next to someone that you know, you know, he disagrees with on a fundamental level on almost everything. Yeah. But I guess if you're the biggest tech company in the world, I guess sometimes you've got to take one for the team. Well, they're capitulating to China and Russia, so I guess this kind of goes right along with don't stand up for the values that you actually have, go for the money. Well, you know, look, they are a multi-billion dollar company at the end of the day. That's kind they of my not, point. Yeah. You know, that is that is business, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, anyway. What's up with your two wireless mobile connections? Ah, finally, finally solved my internet problems at home. So pay twice as much as that answer. <laughs> well, yeah, technically, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with you. However... In my defence, I would say that uh, mobile price, mobile broadband prices here in the UK are a pittance compared to what you guys pay. Mm-hmm. This would not be affordable in the US. Um, so yeah, the situation for, for to bring everyone up to speed. Everyone may remember that I was on for ages. I was on a really bad kind of two two and a half megabit DSL connection. Yeah, and that was the best I could get, uh, and it caused me no end of grief. And that sort of thing. And I replaced it with um, a mobile broadband. So effectively a router connecting to the nearest 4G network. And that was giving me about 6, 7 megabits. And I was pretty happy about that. I was paying less than I was paying for the 2 megabit DSL. But here was the problem. It, being 4G, it wasn't constant and it wasn't reliable. Yeah. So what would happen is come from 3, 4 in the afternoon, normally when the school kids start coming home, until about 8, 9 o'clock at night, um, the latency would go up and the bandwidth would go down. Yeah, it's called the Fortnite problem. <laughs> exactly. And of course, I was contributing this to this problem in my own house because I have kids of my own. Sure. Um, and uh, and then we, we would find that it was fine most of the time, but every now and again, it would just literally fall off a cliff. Um, and this could be... Uh, I think what was happening is we had I, various I think devices. You meant figuratively falling off the cross. Yeah, not literally. Sorry, no. Did I say literally? You did. Yeah, it's a bad, bad habit. Bad yes. habit we all have. Figuratively fall off a cliff. But yeah, and I, and I think the problem was we have devices in our house that auto update because that's what devices do. Yeah. Uh, and everything is big nowadays. And what would happen is you know I'd be streaming something from the BBC late at night and all of a sudden I'd start getting huge buffering and that sort of thing. And it was probably because something somewhere decided to download an update or yep. check in or something like that. And so it, it just, it was, it was because it was unreliable. It wasn't a great experience. So I, I decided finally, and I fiddled with the Wi-Fi. I wondered whether it was Wi-Fi internals to the house rather than the, the 4G connection itself. Um, and ultimately, I decided that that probably the problem was I had too many devices on a single connection. Um, and the issue was often I would find if I had these sort of problems, if I go and shout the kids, then all of a sudden they clear up. Yeah, because <laughs> they would stop doing whatever they were doing. So I, I came to the conclusion that probably what I needed was two on on a, two different networks. Um, and so I went out and bought a SIM for another. I had, I'd had. I had two routers, so I went out and bought a SIM for another network. Um, So the original one was on three, and then the second one was on a company called EE. And EE had recently announced that they they were going to do an unlimited 
broad mobile broadband SIM for about twenty-eight pounds a month. Wow, that's cheap. Yeah, and and this is this this is you know no no data caps, no throttling, no limits whatsoever. So I bought one of those and I stuck it in the other in the other mobile router I had, and I reconfigured the house so that we now have two completely independent Wi-Fi networks. We have one that the kids use. And then we have one that, that Leanne and I use and also that all the TVs on the house are on. Um, and the kids' one is on the middle floor and that is for them and that gets the – that's the, the three connection and it's – so it's slower. I get much, I get about 12 or 13 megabits per second on the EE connection, uh, whereas I only get that 7 megabits on the on the three one. Um, so the kids use that one, and they, because they are the only users of it, and they are more sporadic users, they're really happy with it because it's dedicated to them. And then we use the other one, um, and it's faster, and we can stream whenever we want, and we don't have to worry about kids' devices updating or anything like that. And we now have solved all our issues. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, so I'm still, you know, relatively so, yeah, unexpe- inexpensive. Well, this is what I'm saying. It, because of the market here in the UK, I can afford to do this, and it's not prohibitively expensive. I'm paying about, yeah, paying just a little bit more than I was paying for the standalone two megabit DSL connection from BT before. But I've got two mobile connections, and the the advantage as well is that if one of the networks goes down, the three network went down for a couple of days uh, a few weeks ago. Um, then you're not completely cut off because you've got another network. So unless all of the networks go down, you're okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's a good solution. And, I mean, you've been struggling with this for five years? Yeah. Yeah, since we moved to this house. Yeah. And we've been there nearly five years, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're we're pretty pleased now because basically it's become a non-issue, which is what I wanted it to be. So let's talk about the subject that we asked the – readers to or the listeners to uh give us feedback on and of course on facebook and almost all these i'll be honest actually came from facebook they didn't come from listeners you listeners aren't sending in feedback i tell you (laughs) um i but before we get to that uh let me find this uh it came from um Alyssa paselli i'm gonna have to fire up tweet deck here we were talking about um, you know, the whole top list from Amazon, and I said, I don't know anybody who owns one of these um, Amazon Echoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alyssa said, uh, you said you don't know anyone with an Echo Show 5. I have one. Arrived yesterday, but I haven't had a chance to open it yet. Another toy. And then later it says, it's in the kitchen. Turned off the camera since I won't be using it. Great for music recipes timers alarms weather worth it for 50 bucks and she sent a little picture on twitter and i you know it it does kind of look cool um you know it's really it's it's a it's a kindle fire or a yeah kindle fire but it's not but it is yeah it's a kindle fire that plugs in the wall yeah and and it's tilted up to you yep yeah um i i haven't had any feedback so let us know Alyssa. Is it working great? Is it? Uh, I'm a little hesitant. I'm not a big privacy guy, but I don't know. I you know the more I hear about these devices that are always listening stuff, I got to be honest, it creeps me out a little bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, we've kind of we've plunged pretty long headlong into the Amazon ecosystem. Uh-huh. We have four or five in the house now. Each of the kids have one. They like to listen to music. We have one in the kitchen that's used for music and for talking to other rooms in the house. We use the drop-in feature because our house is three stories. It's very convenient when somebody's on the top floor to be able to use that rather than shout up the stairs. Yeah. Um, so we use that all the time. The one that I have in the bedroom is the Echo Spot. So that is the small one that has a screen on it. Um, it's like a little kind of orange ball or yeah it's about the size of, a, of an orange a large orange or a grapefruit um that has a little round screen on it and a camera um and the reason we use that in the bedroom is it's always displaying the time um and um yeah i think i think we am place jeopardy on it every now and again we don't use the video screen for pretty much anything else uh, you can watch videos like news news snippets and things like that we don't don't do that. Don't do that. It, it, it works great as an alarm clock because it's always showing the time and it also shows the weather. So um, that's kind of what we use it for. We could live without it if we had one without the screen. But, um, yeah, the, but the, sh- the show, I'm not convinced I need one. 
Well, maybe uh, Alyssa will give us reasons to buy yeah. one. But but you are right. It does occasionally occur to me that we have these devices hooked up to the internet, listening to us all the time in the house. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's still that's just a little creepy. But then, having said that, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed the recent updates to um, iOS and watchOS have seems to made Siri a bit more sensitive. It seems to be false triggering a lot more than it used to for me. I haven't seen uh, that. Uh, and, uh, of course, that underlines the fact that your Apple devices are actually listening to you all the time as well. And they could be sending that data off. You never know. Well, they are. I mean, yeah. Apple got in trouble for exactly yeah. that not too long ago, and they promised not to do it anymore. But unlike Google and, and Amazon, I kind of believe Apple when they say that they're not going to do that anymore. Now, should they, I? Probably not. I mean, they're, they're a huge company, and what do they care? But... Uh, part of me kind of says, yeah, they, I kind of believe that. At least they're on record as saying they're trying not to mm-hmm. steal your data, whereas the others are definitely. Well, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Um, I'm Apple's customer. I give Apple money for these services and these devices that I use. Uh, I use Google, and I use Amazon, and I give Amazon money to be a member, but they seem to forget that I'm the customer. Yeah. Whereas Amazon, or, uh, Google doesn't even pretend that I'm their customer. Advertisers are their customers, and I'm the product. I have, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I've, a colleague of mine said to me today, she said, how do I turn off Amazon Prime? I seem to have been enrolled in it. I don't remember enrolling for it. Uh, and I, I'm sure it wasn't that Amazon, when she was browsing the site, just decided she should become a, a Prime trialer. Uh, I'm sure she did click on something to do it, but you know these sites are designed to kind of lead you into doing that without necessarily understanding what you're doing, and that's and, exactly and, what happened to her. Yeah, and they don't you know? make it clear on that you are a member, or if you are, how to get out of being a member. Oh, well, I have to say, despite the fact that I like to think that I know my, my way around the Amazon site pretty well, it took me about three, four minutes of searching on the Amazon site to figure out how to desubscribe from Prime. It was not a single... Pardon, click process by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, so I just went to Amazon. Um, if I it, there's a menu that says Prime, but and then it says yeah. Manage my membership. I click that. Um, continue to membership management. Am I on the right? Yeah, you're in, you're on the right lines. Um, well, I just said continue, and it didn't do anything. See all your right. prime benefits. So I click that, and there's all my benefits. At the top of the screen, there should be three boxes, and I think the one on the right. Account. Um, your your uh, membership and subscriptions. I'm going to go yeah. to that because that's where I think it would be. Yeah, and that's where it is. And then manage subscriptions. My Amazon Prime actually it renews on my birthday. So, yay. Everyone send me money for my birthday so I can pay for my Amazon. Uh, and then, well, no, it doesn't say to unsubscribe there. Go to my Prime membership, advanced controls. Um, and that doesn't show me how to unsubscribe. Wow. I'm going around it's in circles because I've been at like this, this page. This, this is the thing, and you have to you have to hit the right one. So you basically the way you do it is you go to from the um, account and lists tab. You go to your Prime membership. Uh, you're and, a Prime and, membership. I don't. And then there that. are. Oh well, this, well, I'm on the UK site, so you I'm go sure to, it's the same. I'm just not. Yeah. So go. You go where it says your hello Tim at the top. There should be accounts and lists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and on that list under your account about halfway down there's one that says your oh, prime your membership prime membership yep i see it yeah you click that no and, it and, takes then, and then i get a thing that says uh update your methods see more plans yeah. update your right. Mem- right. update so your on, settings yeah update your settings manage membership um, update your settings at the bottom of that button there's a thing that says end, end membership. membership yeah and that's where it is well, yeah, so, that's not confusing you know, but at you all. Basically, you had to click through all of this stuff to try and figure out where and, to find and it. And we're, we're heavy-duty tech users. <laughs> and it yeah. took took me about, what, two minutes? And only because you walked me through it. I eventually would have found it. But I was yeah. starting to go into this round robin where I'm thinking, oh, I, I click this, and then I go back here. And, well, I, I was just on this page. What's going on? Yeah. Um, 
you know, is that good business practices to make it hard to unsubscribe for a service that they are automatically going to make money off you? Yeah, probably a pretty good I, idea. I, yeah. I mean, why would you make it too easy to stop well, someone giving you actually, money? Actually, if you look at the bottom of that page and where it says need help, there is actually a thing to say, how do I cancel my Prime membership and get a refund? And then it says to cancel your Prime membership, click here. So let me do that. Yeah. Uh, and then that actually takes me straight to a cancellation page. Hmm. Uh, and I better I better be careful what I do now because I don't want to inadvertently cancel my. Uh, right. And it says me here. It says, David, you have saved four hundred fifty pounds forty nine on delivery since March twenty nineteen by being a Prime member. Member. That's because I <laughs> I order far too much stuff from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine won't <laughs> I'm gonna, have that. I'm going to back out of that page because I don't actually want to cancel Trump. But I did complain to Amazon this week um, because I was very unhappy with them. Because I ordered, in, on Cyber Monday, I ordered the latest Microsoft Surface Laptop 3. They had it on sale. Um, it was the high-spec model with a, an i7 and 8 gig of RAM and a 256 gig SSD. And it was about £350, less than the regular price. And also, they had an, uh, Amazon does this thing in the UK now where, for some products, they'll let you pay interest-free over five payments. Sure. Yeah. So they had that offer on it as well. I thought, well, that's not too bad. And I have the Surface Laptop 1. It tends to be the laptop I use if I'm working from home. Um, And I figured, you know, that's not a bad deal. I can sell the other one, and I probably won't be too much out of pocket. I'll give that a go. So I ordered it, and then I got a delivery notice saying it wasn't going to come till Friday, and this was Monday. And I thought, what the hell? Yeah. It didn't tell me that before I clicked it. That's right. And of course, I'm a, I'm a Prime member. Now, normally what happens, I didn't really need it. But normally what I do when they fail to fulfill the Prime membership things is I call them up and I say to them, I say, oh, well, you know, I've got Prime and you're not delivering it in a day. And they normally give me a free month of Prime. So I figured I would do that dance and get my free month of Prime. But this time, no. I got eventually got through to some gentleman who was somewhat patronizing, I would say, um, and uh, he basically said to me, he said, well, it, yeah, it's only one day delivery from the day we dispatch it. And I said, no, that's not what Prime is. Prime is, is one day delivery from the day I order it. That's the way it always works. I know in the US it's two days, but here in the UK it's a day. He went, no, 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 you're wrong. It's only what we only basically we'll dispatch it. And then we guarantee you will have it within the day of dispatching it. So I said, OK, so what happens if you decide to dispatch it next March? Do you think that's acceptable? Well, no, we wouldn't do that. I said, well, yeah, but you're you're telling me you're not going to dispatch it to the end of the week. That's not what I expect. And he was he was adamant. So eventually, I said, fine, let me speak to your supervisor about this because I think you I don't think you understand how what you're telling me. Uh, and he said he put me on the supervisor and, and he put me on hold for ten minutes and then I hung up and I cancelled the order because you know you get him, uh, David. Uh, well, you know what? You have to do this if you want to. Uh, I'm not. Of course, this is not going to change Adam, Amazon's practices on IOTA. No, I think I was, Jeff Bezos is going to hear about this personally. <laughs> I just take the view: if a company winds me up and then winds me up even more when I ring them up to complain, then I just don't want to give them my money. I, no. So I, I, I came to the conclusion: you know what? I can live without that laptop, so I'm going to cancel it. You know, yep. <laughs> and that's what I did. So they, they eventually apologised and gave me twenty five pounds, but. Yeah. No after, free laptop, after you though. Took a, well, after you took drastic action, though. Well, um, yeah. I, you know, last week I was talking about I ordered the uh, USB hub for the uh, for the car, and that mm-hmm. came in, and it went swimmingly well. I installed it just like I was thinking with some double-sided sticky tape. Yeah. Um, I've got two center consoles, one between the passenger and the driver's seat in the front, and then one between the two back seats, well, the yeah. middle row, because I've got three rows. and <laughs> Right next to the swimming pool and the private right. bar, yeah. yeah. And so I, I was going to put it on the back end of the center console in the front because that's where the plug is. Yeah. But then I decided, well, the cord, it's not a, it's not very far between the front and the back. Um, I thought, yeah. no, actually, I'll plug it in or I'll, I'll mount it to the front of the back center console right. because that's where they're at. Yeah. And uh, and then when I don't want it plugged in, I could just unplug it. But they don't yeah. move between those two seats anyway, so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to only, worry only, about only unplugging when they it. Need to, only when they need to use a tennis court. That's right. Yeah. Or get to the jacuzzi. 
Okay. I mean, it, yeah. that's you got to go through there. Yeah. Um, you don't want electrics near the jacuzzi anyway. No. no. But it works great. I plugged my phone into it, sat in the back seat, and boom, no problem. Very good. So hopefully this will um, <laughs> head off at the pass any of these. No, that's my cable. No, you've been plugged in for a while. Uh, yeah, my phone course, is almost dead. So now, of course, now you're going to get the next thing, which is, okay, now they've got charge for their devices. They're going to go, Dad, why doesn't your car have internet? No. <laughs> Brooke has internet. Yeah. Cole doesn't, but he's under no misunderstanding that he's getting an actual cell phone with mobile connectivity anytime soon. It's just right. not going to yeah, happen. which is why he wants internet in the car. I had to I had to buy something else, too. I had to buy a new digital multimeter. I was pulling my other one out because, you know, they have the long leads and the little thing at the yeah. end. I was pulling mine, and one of the cables was under a vice grip, and it pulled the lead right. It just ripped the wire right in half. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I could try to find the exact same one, and then maybe I can find parts for it. And then I started thinking, it was $20. Yeah, just bought you one. So I just bought another one for 20 bucks. Um And this yeah. one actually comes with alligator clips, too. I was like, ooh, alligator clips. I like that. But, you know, yeah, people, what do you, do you need, a multimeter? Yeah, I do. I can't tell you how many times I've used that multimeter. I'm doing yeah, some wiring, you, and am I getting power yeah. here? I'm turning it on. No, happening. If you, if well, you, let me plug it in you, and find out. Yeah, if you're doing any sort of electrical work, it's kind of a, a, you have to have a requirement. It. Yeah. Yep. It's. I'm glad to. I like having it. You know, it's one of. The, I also like having a soldering iron. I, every now and then, I need to solder something. Yeah. You know, I, I one of one of the, the great failings of my life is I've never learned how to solder something properly. Oh, I know how to solder. Um, I didn't say properly. Yeah. Well. I'm at the point where I probably couldn't even do it at all. If I'm putting um, two wires together, I probably need two spool, spoil, spools uh, of solder. It's, if, it's a, if, it's I'm, a if I'm putting mess. two wires together, I buy one of those plastic blocks where you put the wire in each side and tighten the screw. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've used those before. They don't work very well. No, I know. I know but, that uh, or shrink wrap. I use shrink wrap if it's like speaker wire and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's where you tie them together. You put the little sleeve together, over it yeah. and hit it with a lighter yeah. and it melts it down. That works good, but nothing beats solder. Um, it took me a long time to figure out actually the proper way to solder something, and it's not to heat up as you're putting the solder on it. It's actually if you say, say you're going to solder something two wires together, you put the heat underneath the wires, and then you tap the solder to the top of the wires, and the the solder is actually drawn down towards the heat. You remove the heat, and it. Yeah, you see, this is yeah, it's one of these things probably. If I sat down with a soldering iron and and it'd half be a day ten minutes and you'd be good. Ha- yeah, half a day on YouTube maybe, and a bit of practice, I could probably get the hang of it. I just never have got around to it. So. Well, mine was you know building these arcade cabinets and rebuilding. Yeah. Them, I should say I didn't build them from scratch, um, and then putting all this kind of stuff together. That there were some of these things you there's just no way. Yeah. That putting a little clip on there is going to work, or trying yeah. to twist some wire. You uh, got to solder. I uh, my my. Uh, my weapon of choice in that field is hot glue. I love using hot glue. But see, the, the problem with that is, like for instance, I had a circuit board that was broken on the back of a monitor neck. And I can see where the pins from one side yeah. were going to the other, and there's a crack right there. So you can't really replace the board. You can replace the board, but you can't replace those, those no. lines. But what so, you can do is you can squeeze it together and put hot glue on it. Yeah, it might work. Gonna, nah, it won't. Uh, so you'd have to jump them, meaning a wire from one side of the crack board to the other, and there's no way to do that other than soldering. And you know, you know, before when you said you could have fixed your multimeter, but then you just went out and bought a new one. Yeah, that is my solution to that sort of problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, I'll just buy a new one. Uh, so let's jump into our uh, main thing. We're not doing a wiki trolling because we're dedicating the second half here of the show to our special announcement at the end. But mm. first, what are your favorite holiday movies? Uh, first up was Dan Knight. Uh, Dan actually created a low-end Mac many years ago. Uh, right around the same time I was actually creating my Mac. Um, yeah. And he said for Thanksgiving, planes, trains, and automobiles. And honestly, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And, and uh, isn't that another John Hughes movie? It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John and, Candy uh, and... Um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yeah. yeah. Steve Martin's kind of an ass through most of the movie until the very end. Yeah. 
and then you realize what what's really going on with John Candy's character. I miss that guy as an actor. He was, you know, he died younger than you and I are. Yeah, I know. Uh, he was brilliant. He was such a good actor, and he was in Home Alone too. He was. Yeah. I mean, Home Alone as well, not Home Alone too. Yeah. Uh, he said Christmas is a Christmas story. Which, you know what? See, the Christmas stories. It's one of those things that I know it's massive in America. Mm-hmm. Outside of America, nobody's ever heard of it. No, it, and that's too bad too because it's a hilarious movie. It's so yeah. funny. It's a Christmas movie, but it's a comedy. Yeah. You know, it has narration throughout the whole thing, which I think is off-putting to some people. Um, but if you don't know, if you've never seen a Christmas story, if you've seen things from a Christmas story. Ever see the leg with a stocking on it that's a lamp? That's from a Christmas story. I've never seen that either. you never yeah. seen? I've seen those. There's a, whole, there's a whole set of cultural memes that have passed me by th- thanks to my lack of knowledge of a Christmas story. The only thing I know about I've never watched it, and the only thing I know about it is it has something to do with a BB gun in it. Yeah, you, you should really watch A Christmas Story, seriously. Yeah. You should watch that before the end of the year. It, it really is hilarious. It takes yeah. place in the 1950s, and um, I, it's, I will it's get, funny. I will give it a go, but um, I've you will laugh. Honest, you I, will I'm laugh. sure I will. I, I, I recently had one of those experiences when I showed a movie that I found hilarious when I was a kid to my kids, and they, they endured it and all the way through again. Dad, this just isn't funny. Dad, this is terrible. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. The Christmas Story isn't about the kids. It is. And as a kid, when you're watching it, you're going to laugh because of the antics of the kids. As an adult, you're going to laugh because of the dad, because you're going to totally understand these characters. Okay. Well, I, I will I will watch it, and I will feedback. Um, another big thing that came from that movie, though, is a tradition now in America. Instead of having a big Christmas feast, you get uh, Chinese food. You go to a Chinese restaurant, or you order Chinese food in. Um, that wasn't a thing until this movie came out and it became a thing because of this movie. And I'm not going to okay. spoil anything on why that became a thing, but, and then Dan also said for new years when Harry met Sally, which I loved back in the day and bores me to tears now. And is it a new, why, why is, I'm trying to remember the plot of it. What has it got to do with new years? Uh, the end of the movie happens on new years and remember, they have that standing date on New Year's throughout the movie. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Right, yeah, passed, that, that passed me by. I, Carrie um, Fisher's in that movie. Yep. Um, that was the first movie that I recognized Carrie Fisher in anything other than Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I, I, <clears> the first, first thing I ever saw her, in, saw her in apart from Star Wars was the Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, I forgot that she was in that. She was she was John Belushi's wife in the Blues Brothers, trying to kill him the whole way through. That was, was a great. Movie. Was that before when Harry met Sally? Oh yeah, Probably. a long time before the, was it? the Blues Brothers is a like uh, nineteen eighty movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, John Belushi was in that. Uh, Jason Harris wrote, "There are so many, but for Christmas, one magic Christmas, which I've never seen. Nope. A Smoky Mountain Christmas, which I've never seen. Nope. The Polar Express, which is horrible, horrible CGI, and I can't. Watch oh it. yeah, I, I, it's real Uncanny Valley stuff for for me. That yeah, um, yeah. And not only that, though, <laughs> there's a lot of strange stuff going in that movie that I going on in that movie that I don't think they ever really properly resolve. I 100 percent agree. You know, and, you know, uh, Tom Pla- Hanks plays a lot of the kids too. I know, well, like, that's that's one of the things. It's like so there's Tom a whole Hanks clones. There's a whole subtext. There's a whole business with the guy on the roof yeah. um, of the thing, and you know the kids. One one point they're being mean to each other, then they're being nice to each other, and yeah, it's it's just very it's very peculiar. And as you say, I'm not sure I like it. No, I don't like yeah. it. Uh, Home Alone, which we've already discussed. Yeah. Gremlins, which, Gremlins, I think is one of my favorites. Yeah, I, that that holds up pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and then White Christmas. Uh, Guy Searle, of course, from the MyMac podcast for Thanksgiving, Adam's Family Values, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, Christmas, he says Gremlins, and New yeah. Year's, and he says kind of obscure, but it does have a New Year's scene, a New Year's Eve scene, and a very long, or and a very young John Stewart in it. Uh, James Stewart. Uh, James Stewart, yeah. Mm-hmm. After the Thin Man, which I don't know. And, and he then says, he goes, if you yeah. like classic movies, the Thin Man series with William Powell and Menloy are a fun to watch. I guess he's got a real thing for the Thin Man. Yeah, it sounds like it. I, uh, you know, 
Gary Apter, uh, who we see at MaxTech often. Yeah. Uh, he says Love Actually from 2003. That's a good movie. I would have thrown Love Actually in. That's one of my... uh, The Hugh Grant, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's it's all the people who are in those movies. Yes, yeah. There was a bunch of those movies like that. Plus some extra people as well. You know, it has... um, Yeah, Dearly, dearly departed, Alan Rickman, yeah. um, Emma Thompson. I haven't seen that in a long time. I might actually watch that again. I, I, I think I actually have it. I think I own that. Yeah. Movie. Interestingly enough, you'll notice one of the characters, um, one of the guys, he's just plays. He's the guy who, who's in love with his best friend's wife, and you know he does the thing where he goes to the door with the cards. Yes. Yeah, and of course that is um, Andrew Lincoln, who went on to become the star of The Walking Dead, and you wouldn't have put those two guys together. Wow, yeah. Yeah, no, no I remember the scene now, and yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I do know that that was him. He yeah. looks so different there. Yeah. Uh, Michael Breed wrote, Over the past few years, I've kind of associated the Harry Potter movies with holidays, uh, and, and even more recently, the Star Wars franchise. Here's a better breakdown for me. Thanksgiving, it may seem odd, but I like watching the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Christmas, an old version of A Christmas Carol. And New Year's, Star Wars, A New Hope. So you can time the Death Star explode exactly as the... <laughs> yeah, as well, the night you, know what, you know what, Michael? I salute you for that. There you go. Uh, but but I, think, I think actually he makes a very good point there. Very often, the movies we think about the holidays are not necessarily holiday movies. They are just movies we always see on the holidays. And yes, he's absolutely. right. Harry Potter and the Star Wars movies traditionally <clears throat> get shown to death during the holidays. So, yeah, because um, people yeah. are on vacation, they're home, and stations, and, and probably more importantly nowadays is the online services, are really pushing those at that time of the year. I um, would actually have, And I yeah. would agree with the, the Harry Potter, though. Yeah. I do associate Harry Potter with his Christmas movie. Well, because it's, 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 it's obviously it's all magic, uh, but they normally have a fairly big Christmas Christmas scene. Christmas scene or yeah, that's that's normally a big part of each of the each of the books and the movies. I I have to say actually, um, when he mentioned here, when Michael mentioned any version of Christmas Carol, I actually thought about a Christmas movie that I haven't thought of for ages, but it's hilarious, which is Scrooge. Oh yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. Which is just abs. I mean, it's classic, offbeat Bill Murray. It's so good. Uh, John P. Um, guy I worked with at Max Specialist. Uh, how about an oldie? Meet me in St. Louis. I guess a Christmas story is an oldie nowadays too. It actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anna Walters. Uh, this is my uh, long lost cousin that I talk about occasionally. Uh, from my biological father's side, she said, "Christmas Vacation" and the old Grinch are my faves. Christmas Vacation, I was um, surprised it took that long before someone mentioned it, mm-hmm. because that look, I know Chevy Chase has that reputation of being an ass now, but that is a brilliant movie. It's so funny. Like what amazes me about Chevy Chase's reputation is it took so long for, for him to get it. I always thought I always enjoyed his movies. I always thought when I watched his movies, I thought I always thought I bet that guy's a complete dick in real life. Yep, and you're right. He is. <laughs> uh, Don Barton, um, my half brother, said Christmas Vacation and Die Hard. Yeah, Die, Die Hard, Hard would be is, on my list. That's on my list. Yeah. You know, there's something about it, it. I don't know why it feels like. Of course, they play Christmas music and it happens during a Christmas party. Yeah, there's something about the end of that movie Al, after Alan Rickman has fallen off the building, which I've watched a, a special about that. You know, his reaction to falling is an actual reaction because he was hanging 30 feet in the air over a green screen and they're going to drop him on three. Yeah. And the guys say, okay, we're just going to drop him at one. And they yeah. did. And it's a one take shot because they were really worried he's going to get hurt, even though he's falling into the big poofy thing at the bottom. Yeah. It's still 30 feet up in the air. Yeah. And so they said one and then they let him go. So his reaction is an act. When you see his face like, oh, yeah. that's an actual, there's no acting there. It there freaked him out and it scared the crap out of him when they did that. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see that scene, I think that's a real reaction. That's what Alan Rickman looks like if he's falling to his death. Um, but the end of that movie, the music plays and the snow is coming down and it's not snow, it's ash, but still it, 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 something about that. Just that, that's Christmas. 
Um, Laura, another one of my cousins, uh, actually half cousin because she's Anna's. No, she's somebody else's daughter. I, that whole side of the family kind of uh, hurts. <laughs> Uh, Thanksgiving, she said, you've got mail, which is a movie that I really liked. And I watched it just recently, actually. And it does not hold up in time because it's very heavy on the tech side on some things. Tom Hanks character is always using, and Meg Ryan is always using laptops. Yep. And oh my God, it does not hold up. And they're using AOL. And AOL. Like, yeah. Ugh, this is, this is just not good. Uh, Christmas elf, which again, I'm, I'm surprised it took so long for someone to mention elf. Because really, that's the movie that Will Ferrell became Will Ferrell. I mean, he was always good on SNL, and he had some minor stuff in other movies. But Elf, that is a tour de force of that guy's talent. I mean, he's just brilliant in there. Uh, and then New Year's Eve, Moonstruck, which is Cher and uh, what's his face? Um, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, which, that's yeah, okay. Uh, I haven't seen I saw it when it first came out. I haven't seen it since. So. Jason Cube said, a Christmas Vacation. Uh, McCamblin uh-huh. said, uh, Alistair Sim version of Christmas Carol. So that Alistair Sim is, so that will be the, uh, one of the old black and white versions, I yep. think. Yes. From the, uh, Larry, Larry Grinnell, of course, uh, from my Mac and, you know, Macworld or, uh, yeah, Macworld Expos. And, uh, he said a Christmas story. Uh, Mike, I worked with him at OWC. He said, Elf, it's a wonderful life, a Christmas story. Christmas Vacation in Die Hard. It's not Christmas until I see his Gruber <laughs> falling. There you go. <laughs> uh, Melissa Davis says, someone asked me what is a favorite movie I watch for Thanksgiving and Christmas. She, she, she posted this on her own, but then she tagged me in it. Uh, E.T. is our traditional Thanksgiving movie because, of, because my Nana always put it on the big floor TV in the basement when we were little. I now play it for my kids on our Apple TV. I think fun traditions are important ingredients for making good childhood memories. Um, it's a good thought exercise to have, and I agree with yeah, you there. Yeah, no, well, there you go. That that's about you know that's about a movie that that was shown <clears throat> at the holidays rather than being about the holidays. That, that's the first movie I remember people going on Christmas Day to go watch. Yeah. Et, I think that's when I saw it the first time too. Here's here's the weird thing. For some reason, my kids don't get Et. They don't. It, it, Completely, they don't. The magic does not grab them for ET, and I don't know why it is. But it's because just, they've grown up with movies that are so derivative of ET that when you look back at the original, it feels more derivative than uh, everything that's come since. I, I showed I showed my daughter recently. Batteries not included. That's which, a bad movie. Well, yeah, but I th- I thought it would appeal to her because it mm. appealed to me that age. No. No. Just absolutely nothing. Nada. No. Yeah. Uh, Susie uh, you know, Gilbert. The, you know, the weird thing about Batteries Not Included is that most of the cast are dead. Really? Not, and not just the old people. I mean, all the young people in it all died young as well. It's really is kind it, of weird. Is it because you like the movie? What? That, that they're dead? Them? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it's little spaceships killed them because the movie was bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Susie Gilbert, one of the three geeky ladies, wrote... Uh, Christmas is a Christmas story in the original Grinch. New Year's is Boondock Saints. Um, it's one you probably haven't seen. Nope. Um, and um, she's from Massachusetts, and she misses the accent. That makes sense. Uh, Boondock Saints is. I'm not even going to try to describe it. You should just. I don't. I don't know if it really appealed to you, though. Honestly, it's very much a, an American type of um, type of story. I guess you'd say. Um, Alyssa Paselli, of course, one of the other three geeky ladies, says, I don't do Christmas movies. What do you mean you don't do them? Um, but a Charlie Gr- Charlie Brown Christmas is the best. Well, h- how do you know it's the best if you don't do them? I, I, I disavow your answers. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then yeah. she says how the Grinch I don't do Christmas, Christmas movies, but apart but from Charlie the Brown Christmas is the best. movie. Yeah. So, and then she says, and... How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a close second. So I, I, I in think one least, movie, the kid is yeah. constantly picked on and everyone makes fun of him and he's a loser, Charlie Brown. And the other one, Alyssa's seeing herself in the Grinch role, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think the whole don't do Christmas movies, <clears throat> I think Alyssa's in denial there. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. So um, that is the list for me. I'm going to have to go with, it's a tie between Die Hard and the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, look, 
I guess it's an Alan Rickman Christmas for me. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Alan Rickman is Christmas. I feel I feel good about watching the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. They those movies and those stories mean a lot to to our family. Um, they mean a lot to not just the kids and the older kids, but the younger kids as well. They mean a lot to me, and they mean maybe the most to my wife Julie. I mean, she loves the Harry Potter stuff. Um, so, I mean, she has a Harry Potter wand collection. My wife is awesome, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You need to take her to uh, Orlando. We'll get down there eventually. I, no, we, no we're probably going to say Charlotte is a very big Harry Potter wow, fan. Wow, wow, wow. You won't believe what just happened. What? You Did you hear the sound? I got a reminder on my computer. Guess what the reminder says? What? Julie's birthday is tomorrow. I just talk about her, and then my computer's like, "Hey, your birthday's tomorrow." Mm-hmm. Have you? Have you? So we're worried about Amazon. We're, we're we're worried about Amazon and uh, Google listening to us. My Mac just said, yeah. "Oh, by the way." Uh, as a famous UK magician, his catchphrase would say, "And that's magic." <laughs> so, what's your favorite <laughs> holiday movie? I, I, I think I think we've covered a lot of mine. I mean, I don't don't tend to watch a lot of movies over Christmas anymore um because of the last few years it's just become not a thing um so uh, but but yeah i mean i would the harry potter ones definitely but as i said scrooged is a, is one that i i remember watching in the past and really enjoyed and i would i would happily watch it again if it was on i'd make time to watch it um but again yeah i've always thought die hard is a christmas movie i don't i know some people argue that it isn't but you sent is. me a picture wasn't that you that sent me a picture about Harry Potter or uh, Die Hard? I don't think so. Oh, someone sent me a picture on my phone. I don't remember who it was now. And it says proof that Die Hard's a Christmas movie because it has this rack at Walmart and it says your favorite Christmas movies and Die Hard's right there. <laughs> so <laughs> well, there if, Wa- if Walmart says it's a Christmas movie, well, you know it's a Christmas old, movie. You know what? The uh, the um, the Walton family who run Walmart are very, very spiritual people. So I'm sure Didn't if anybody... did we just talk about Die Hard last week? <clears throat> we may have done. I've slept I, since I, then. I remember saying something about Di- Bruce Willis wasn't even on the poster at the beginning. No, that we didn't discuss that. Maybe talk talk that with somebody else. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Di- that that Die Hard that Bruce Willis wasn't a huge movie star at the time. He was no, only he was known for moonlighting. for moonlighting. Yeah, and he got the role, and he got a huge paycheck for it, which was really unexpected because a whole bunch of people had passed on this movie. And because uh, everybody's like, well, he's a loser through the movie. I don't want to. Because at the time, remember, all these action movies were these super buff guys, Arnold and, and Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren and big macho tough guys. And this was not that role. I mean, he's an actual human. I mean, he's barefoot through most of the movie. He's all bloodied up and he gets his butt kicked left and right. Um, and then, you know, he wins at the end, but. It's not because he he beat up the bad guy. Well, he outthought the bad guy, didn't he? He uh, did. The scene know. where where Alan Rickman switches to the American accent is yeah. so good. I yeah. love that scene. Because you want to see these two characters on screen at the same time, and they actually pay it off. It's a great movie. I really, really liked it. Um, but anyways, when they first started promoting the movie and they had the posters at the movie theaters and stuff, it was just a picture of the building. They didn't have Bruce Willis in there at all. Yeah, and it I wasn't until after it came out and became a big hit that they reissued all these posters, because it stayed in the theaters a long time, that it showed you know that half face of Bruce Willis kind of behind the building and holding the gun. And um, But that's the movie that made Bruce Willis Bruce Willis. Yeah. I, I, and not only, is it, not only is it a good Christmas movie, it's just a damn good movie. Um, Absolutely. I, I love that hard. It was one of those movies where... You kind of you go into it, you don't really know what to expect, and you came out and you were just blown away by oh, how, yeah. how good it was. Well, and the, I like this. I know a lot of people like the third one equally nah. uh, with Samuel L. Jackson, and I do nah. like that movie a lot. I think it's excellent, but I like the second one almost as much as the first. Yeah, one. I do. At the airport, I too. yeah, really yeah. like that one. They um, kind of they kind of messed it up towards the end, but, but for most of the movie, it's he even make he even says the line, you know, how can the same same stuff happen to the same guy twice? Yeah, 
yeah. fighting terrorists, you know. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um so let's uh spend the last few minutes here, David. Tech Fan is coming up on its tenth birthday. Uh-huh. It's hard to believe that we've been doing this show almost ten years. It's still the new show. <laughs> still the new show. And when you think about it, I you know, I I did the MyMac podcast for five years. Or well, six years. And then I jumped to this show. And I've been doing this way longer than that show. Yeah. <laughs> we also, you and I also started Geekiest Show Ever. And that's it. still going strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, Melissa, who we were talking about earlier, is on that show. So we've been on a, a number of different podcasts. And when we started Tech Fan, we purposely didn't name it anything after Apple or Mac or iPhone because we thought it was too limiting. We our, our interests went way beyond just that smaller segment of the tech universe. But yet, we still kind of painted ourselves in the corner, David, in that it, it says tech right in the, the name of the show. Yeah. And we've, we've stretched those boundaries somewhat we over have. the years. Yes. And it, it seems to me that we, while we still love tech, there's a lot less to talk about that we're kind of passionate about that spurs long conversations. Yeah. Um, and so over the years, we've filled it in with other things, including our wiki trolling thing, which isn't always tech related. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about star Wars and the Marvel movies. And if there's a big movie, we'll always have a spoiler discussion about it. And it seems to me that that seems to be a lot more of our passion. So we don't want to stop doing tech fan. And this isn't the end of tech fan. But this is going to be a change to Tech Fan, and that Tech Fan after this week is moving to every two weeks. Now, for the next month or so, you'll still see a show from us in your subscription to Tech Fan. Um, but 420 is, or 421, this is 420, 421 will come out in a couple weeks. But Dave and I are actually starting a brand new show. If you like Tech Fan, Chances are you're going to like the whole new show because it's still David and I, although we may start inviting yeah. other people in on this show as well. Um, yeah. But we're starting a new show. We are, and we're going to do um, discussion of those other things we like. Yep. You, you want to announce the name of the show? So the, the name of the show is The Geeks Pub. Well, not the. It's just Geeks no, Pub. It's Geeks Pub, yes. Um, because the idea is is that just as this show is just two guys talking about stuff, this is going to be the same sort of thing. But we're, we're kind of theming it along the lines of two guys over a pint in the pub talking about movies, games, you know, uh, sci-fi, books, the, basically anything we want to talk about. That's exactly like, right. Yeah. But we still want to talk about technology, and that's what tech fans going to be for. So we're not going to talk about tech per se on, on uh, Geeks Pub, and we're not going to talk about a lot of the Geeks Pub stuff anymore here on Tech Fan. We're going to focus yeah. Tech Fan more on technology because I still have a passion for technology, as does David. But you know, like you guys, we're we're multidimensional. We want to talk about other things. And I love talking to you, David. I really do. It's it's a highlight of every week for me is to sit down in front of the computer, fire up wire, and hear your voice and talk about whatever. And I know some of the times it sounds like we've kind of, you know, really planned out an episode because it comes together really well. Other ones, not so much. Yep. But we never really plan them out. I mean, we just naturally fall into these conversations. Yeah. And uh, we want to expand on that, but we, and by expanding, I mean, we're going to do this new show. This is also an open invitation. If anybody out there wants to join us in the pub occasionally, um, we'd like that too, because this yeah. is going to be, you don't have to be some kind of a tech expert to come on. You know, if you know, we're going to talk about Star Wars or a, a certain movie or a, whatever it is, and you want to be on that show. Let us know. And yeah. it's pretty easy to do. Now, the problem is we usually record on a Friday and a Friday morning at that. But if someone wants to come in, they can't make a Friday mo- um, morning because they're working. We can move it to a Sunday. Yeah. So let us know if you want to be on Geeks Pub. Uh, it's going to launch next week. we got to come up with a logo between now and then. May have just a placeholder at first. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to create a, a, its own website 
David. I think I might just host it at MyMac like I've done everything else, and the show notes will be at MyMac.com. I don't know if I really need to continue doing the separate website for something. You know, I'm still going to continue okay. that for TechFan, but I think for Geeks Pub, I think it's just going to be at MyMac, and because nobody's going to the website to to see the show. I know John uh, Nemo does, but most people are listening to it on their mobile device in the car or for a walk or whatever. But they're they're not going to the website to listen to it. And even if they want to, they can still go to MyMac.com and listen to it. Um, just like they can yeah. Tech Fan, just like they can Geekiest Show Ever or Three Geeky Ladies or the MyMac Podcast or any of those shows that we're publishing, uh, a central Apple podcast, which, by the way, we had feedback on, but we're going to save that to the next Tech Fan uh, in two weeks. So, David, next week, Geeks Pub. I'll have a pint on the bar for you. Make it a, well, make it a double. I think I'll need a double by then. <laughs> double, a double pint. I'll have two uh, pints on the bar for two, you then. Two, two pints, double shot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you then. See you then.